Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed, walk out of the middle class, become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated, of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This book is free 99. Yes, you heard me. Free 99. Okay? All you for free. Yes. Free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life 
changer i'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire yes we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet Woo! i'm just saying i got a few months to go don't worry about it Shh, don't nobody need to know that girl <laughs> you don't look it that's it go get it Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. And start a minute early. Thank you for being here. First time being here. This is our daily meetings. It used to be private, but during the economic disruption, we opened it up for the public. And now the goal is just for you to steal everything or... Give me a Phil, give me a word for steel that sounds great. Let me see. Give me a maybe Sure, no pressure there. A word that sounds <laughs> like steel and means yeah. great. Acquire. Uh, acquire. There we go. Okay. Well it took me a couple of years to figure that one out. You you may gently acquire some things that you hear and take them back post haste with haste to your organization and implement them immediately of the unoriginal origin and then put original spins on them. You may do all of that. The goal is to, you know, this separation is illusion. I don't own anything. No one owns anything. And all is going back to what the back is. We'll, we'll just save you that for right now. Other than that, let's start. The first thing I want to do is, I think, I, I think I'm going to say this every meeting. I want to, I'm going to copy and paste it. And I want to say it. I probably want to, I, I need to unify you all. I need to unify my team. And I need to unify your companies. The middle class is the enemy. You're better than the middle class. I need to unify you there. I need you to realize that, okay? The middle class is the enemy. I'm unifying the fight here. I'm not the enemy. Your fear of poverty is not the enemy. And, you're, and then to, to make sure that you all have the positive vibe on that, you don't focus on the enemy. You fight for prosperity, okay? All right, go ahead. Antonio, another way to say mm -hmm. that is this is out of good to great. Good is the enemy of great. Good is the enemy of great. I, fantastic. I had, a, I had a, my last boss, Chris Goodrum, well, I had two of them, Paul Goodrum and Chris Goodrum, a father and son that owned the Little Caesars that I worked at in 2012. Paul was the store manager. Chris was the owner. So speaking of Chris in this case, he would, he would always say, Antonio, never confuse getting better with desired results. Isn't that powerful? Ooh, I hate it when he said that. <laughs> Uh, every time I hate something like that, it means it was for me. I can guarantee you that. Never confuse getting better with desired results. Good is the enemy of great. Those two things have the same energy on them. The the middle class, the enemy. Good is the in the is the enemy of great. You're better than the middle. Don't let no one stick you in the middle class. Most of the world is there, okay, or poverty. You're better than that. You were born for better than that. Now, I don't want you to focus there. I want you to focus, Diana, on the pros 
prosperity. That's the only fight. The fight is not against poverty. You know what I'm saying? Bob Proctor says in the secret, okay, I bet you think about, you know, poverty. The more you think about it, the more you're going to get it. It doesn't matter if you fight against it. It's going to keep getting it. He's, he's right. The fight is for prosperity. So what does that mean? That means if you focus on prosperity, you know when to keep your mouth shut and you know when to speak up. If you focus on prosperity, if you got to do 100 push-ups a day, then you understand the push-ups is bigger than the immediate pain you're going to get. The push-ups are somehow freeing your mind to attract better things. You don't need to understand it. You just need to know that that's what you're supposed to do. Did you really need eight Rice Krispie treats yesterday? Did you? They taste well. They're awesome. Or, you know, I'm not sure if they call Rice Krispie treats all over the world, but marshmallow rice patties. <laughs> Did you really? Did you really need them? I know they taste like good marshmallow milk, creamy sugar. But, but if you're fighting for prosperity, you got your head in line. Now, just remember that. New goals. And these goals actually came from Satish. And I want to give them to you. They're actually, a, they're actually obtainable. And they're actually, anywho, let me just give them to you. That's what he sent to me, literally, in WhatsApp. This is personal goals. His personal goals is to free 250 people each. Is that each month, Satish? You, you're getting ready to go right after this section, so I'm going to let you explain it further. But it's just, I know the third one says, but do you plan on third, getting 250 each month for free? Third one is the each month. The first one is to get the hang of success. So we have to get 250 freshman level free enrollments. And once we get the hang of it, because uh, if you remember uh, during uh, the summit, uh, I forgot his name, Bradley, Bradley mentioned, each success gives you sense of accomplishment and motivation to go next. So I wanted to build the stepping stone for myself. And I said, okay, let me get 250 free enrollments to the freshman courses and move on to the next stage where I have to get 250. So there is no time frame, time limit to achieve the second goal. But the third one is to get 250 paid customers each month. Boom. So this is a stepping step, step ladder of proven accomplishments that changes his mindset, his influence, his leadership that would then lead to the third goal, which is the ultimate goal, which is the ultimate goal in his first phase of goals. Because as a human being who wants more, like Satish, the moment that he gets the 250 a month, he's gonna challenge himself, why can't I get X a month, right? Something like that. I think that's fantastic. Now I wanna set something similar to you all. We should be liberating. We should be freeing, releasing the shackles. This is 10,500 freshman level. It's, it's there. It's, it's ministry. And we should be offering people that opportunity to learn how to raise a million dollars cash and, and just do all sorts of stuff. We should be liberating people with that. So I want you to shift your focus and just shift it to why you're fighting for prosperity 
you know, you help others fight too. Is that fair? Help others fight too. That's why that, that's why the free is there. It hasn't always been there. It just happened in the last five weeks due, due to the economic disruption. But while it's here, let's let's go help people. And all of you are here because you want to help people. I don't know too many CEOs. There are a few. There are a few. But for the most part, CEOs, crazy entrepreneur, crazy people, because all of you are crazy. In fact, let me just back up. Every single entrepreneur on planet Earth is crazy. You make no sense. You look at fixed things and figure out how to break them and make them better. That is exactly what you do. If I pass the microphone around, I'm pretty sure every last one of you, or most, about 90% of you, would prove to me that you're the black sheep of your family. You don't necessarily have tribal thinking. You don't really go with the grain. The entrepreneurs don't go with the grain. Those are called employees. Everything about you is crazy. Everything. And you crazy people want to change the world. And I don't know too many entrepreneurs that don't want to change the world. Therefore, let's use those 250, change the world. Grace? Antonio? Go ahead, Phil. Another way to say that is we're hunter-gatherers in a farmer's world. See, ADD yeah. is not a deficit. It's not a disorder. It's just we're hunter-farmers in a gathered world. Because think about it. Back in the olden days, the us ADD people went out and hunted and gathered while the type B left raiders stayed in the village. Those people are crazy going out there. I'm staying in this village. I hope they're successful because I'm hungry and I want some clothes. And then we become agrarian. Plant in the spring, maintain in the summer, harvest in the fall. And we're going, man, this is driving me nuts. I'm going to pull the pigtails of the girl in front of me to create a commotion so my dopamine and my and my endorphins start getting in my brain and wakes me up because these people are putting me to sleep. So ADD is not a deficit. It's not a disorder. We've just been mislabeled. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm with you on that one, especially the way they mislabel many people in my community with that. So I'm with you on that one for sure. For sure. I love that. We're hunter-gatherers in a farmer's world. All right. Now let's go create other hunter-gatherers. <laughs> and I like what he said. When people are crazy, but I hope they succeed because I'm hungry and I want some clothes. Crazy, but go ahead and, and win though, so I can benefit. And that's 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 life. Such is life. All of us are doing that right now. Grace? Yes, sir. I'm gonna ask you how many 250s do you think that you can get how long would it take you to get it? But then I was just going to set you up. So would you just like my, well, I was going to guide you anyway. Let's go for it. Just focus on 250 a month. Don't worry about not hitting it. Okay. Don't ever, 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 ever worry about not. Just give your shot. Just move. Just move. If you do what we call failure with, with our limited thinking, our little brains. It's just the universe telling you your plan wasn't effective enough for that goal. That's it. In fact, I'd rather change that word. Your plan wasn't efficient enough for that goal. Because the universe does everything efficiently. Effectively is getting stuff done. Efficiently is getting stuff done well. 
the universe is if I had to describe the universe it is lazy intelligent it takes the least amount of energy to do things the most intelligent way possible that's the truth the universe uses every single place the universe uses the least amount of energy to use to do something the most intelligent way and a little bit, I'm gonna let Satish talk, and he's gonna she's gonna actually identify some of that. He doesn't even know he did it, but that actually makes sense. It's talking about the school. Okay, so bring that up too. Yeah, yeah. No, you, that's 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 the universe way, the most lazy way to do something extremely efficient. All right, Deanna, same thing for you. Now you're gonna have no time, Deanna. You're gonna have 50 different things to do. You're gonna be running operations. For me to give you the same goals, Grace, is unfair. Would you agree? Unmute your mic. Yes, I would agree. That's right. It's completely unfair. It is. In fact, I should reduce your goal by at least 80%. So I should take 250 and then multiply by 0.8 on the calculator and get that number. That should be your goal. That's what I should do. Do you think I'm going to do that? No. Absolutely not. The reason why is because I want to teach you. I'm going to be careful here, okay? I'm going to be very careful when I say this. I want to teach you how to be me, but while being you. That's scary, but I'm up for the challenge. The reason I'm saying that is because if I can teach you everything that I know and all my compulsive tendencies to do way too much and still get it done. And then you already know all you know in your gifts that makes you twice as smart as me. Okay. Okay. And that's really what we're supposed to be doing on planet earth, right? Making everyone twice as smart as us. That's, that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Now, the goal here is, and you make sure that I honor this, is I'm saying you try to be me, but I don't have any words to, you know, I'm, I'm, I am confined with the limited human being language, or at least just English, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is take some of my, a lot of my, all of my strengths, but you have to maintain being you. I don't need to you are a strategic, well, you're an empath that's strategic, that you're an empathetic strategic thinker. That's what you are. You're not a strategic thinking empath. There's a big difference. Can you repeat that for me? Yeah, I just reversed the words. What you are is an empathetic strategic thinker. Okay. Everything you do flows through your empathy. Everything I do flows through my strategic thinking to where I would be, although I'm not an empath, but to where I would be, even my empathy is strategic, okay? To where I would be a strategic empath, you would be an empathetic strategic thinker. There's totally a difference, right? This, this using your faith, God will speak to you differently than God would ever speak to me. 
that you're an empath. God can tell you stuff without you ruining it. He tells me I'm going to get ahead of God's will. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. That's that's facts. Yeah, that is facts. Yes. And people with empathy can see the future and stuff all nicely and all pretty with marshmallows and stuff on it because you, you're not going to do nothing stupid with it. Me, I'm mean like, oh, well, me, me and Reggie can't wait to jump in front of the wheel. Can't wait. Well, you said I was going to do this and I'm gone. <laughs> so I want you to do that. Chris said in chat, that's a progressive system for legacy and innovation for growth. Facts, man. I'm all about, that's facts. I'm, I am all about legacy and succession. All about it. That's, you know, I want a successive plan. So you got to do 250 as well. Okay. Reggie, you got something harder. Before I get to that, 250 free and 250 paid. Now, the pay just simply means that you're giving more access of freedom to those who decide, you know, to go up to $19 or whatever that may be. Right. <clears throat> Keep in mind that it is a $30,000, 30, $3,000, no, $30,000, $30, something like that, something like that, whatever it is. I don't remember no more. It's written down. It's, it's, it's in the Facebook group. That was it, $30,030. Mm -hmm. I yeah, remember that number. Yeah, yeah. for $59. For $59. Remember, I did that. I did that for the economic disruption, for $59. That's, that's pretty cool. So if anything, we're just gifting people greatness. And think about, always think about your product that way. The 250 grace, and then 250 paid as well. Okay. And then work your way up to figuring out how to do that each month. That came right from a private conversation with me and Satish. I didn't even come up with that. I saw it and recognized the light on it. All right. More is caught than taught. Mm -hmm. Chris, you ain't got to have all the lights in your organization. Help me somebody. You ain't the only one committed or, or powered by source or whatever you want. Okay. All right. Down it says received. I saw what he text me privately and I said, and I told him, oh man, that's coming up in a meeting tomorrow. That's the light. You understand? CEOs, just because you didn't think of it doesn't mean it shouldn't be there. I know many of CEOs that shoot down ideas because it wasn't theirs. Now, Reggie, you got something harder. Reggie, what you're going to do is not 250 free or 250 paid. You can, you, you can help, you know what I'm saying? You can help because you're a helper by, by nature. What you're going to do is you're going to finish your book. That's going to be the fight of your life. Okay? It is important that your book becomes complete and when you complete it i want you to take a cut a week break don't think about your book and go back to it again and see if you can add something 
trust me, as an author, once you complete it, it's not done. That's the that's the cool thing about authors. Authors can bend time. You, while the books are perceived to be written linear from left to right, once you get to the end, you can go back to the past and influence that book. Go ahead, Phil. Never underestimate the value of a crappy first draft. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's your fight, Reggie. I want you, I want your doing this journey. I want you to be focused on book and social media content. Fair enough. All right, that's your fight. That's what I want you to focus on. I have my reasons. One of those reasons is because I know. But let me just be real with you. Let me just be real with you. Like your sobriety, you also need this book done for yourself. Major win for you. And you need to know you can do it. Okay? Do your social media stuff, but finish that book. And use social media to do the book. But you need that win. I can see your future, and I know you need that win. Okay? And I'm counting on that win to lift us up in a major way. Fair enough? All right. That's hard, though. It is hard to do your first book. It will be the fight of your life. I mean, don't let me put difficulty on you, but it will be the fight of your life. <laughs> I know you ain't gonna let me do it. <laughs> Go ahead. You read my lips, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Ain't nothing hard, yeah, man. Yeah. Ain't nothing hard. You're right. You're right. Nothing You're right. hard. And reading You're those right. lips, that was in large print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Now, you, you, you're absolutely right, man. It's just energy. But fight for it. It's yours. You deserve it. Fight for it. You fight for it, and you go back and you show your people and your community that anything is possible. You do that, you will make a huge difference in this organization. With everything you touch, you would touch it with, I know anything is possible. And I'm counting on that. Cool. All right, Satish. Yes, sir. All right, man. Tell us all your accomplishments. You're on fire. Bring up some of that stuff. And if you leave anything out, I'll, I'll interrupt you and bring it up. Go ahead. Yes, I was actually thinking on uh, the bigger plan of 1.25 million and then 1,000 members and all that. So it actually got into my head and it, it became a block in front of me. And I could not see what's the road, what's the way out. And I started worrying about it and also I had a discussion with Mayuri I told her it looks impossible and I think I have overcommitted to Antonio I am not sure how I'm going to do it and she said you need rest okay you just stop everything listen to music watch movie and then take a break I am sure you can do it and wow and you know what I did I watched the rampage movie Mm-hmm. With the rock, Is that- yes. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, good. And and immediately after the movie, I got the idea. No, I have to be Antonio to achieve his numbers. I cannot be Satish to achieve his numbers. Mm-hmm. So this is what I felt. 
what am I going to lose if I become Antonio for some time? How it will be, right? Whatever I call Antonio is brutal or uh, he's, he's hard or uh, whatever, oh, you know? So he can be a machine gun or he may be a cannon or whatever. So I need to be him for a moment to find a way, how can I achieve this? So then I thought, okay, now I don't have to look at anything else. Let me see what is my first step. And this is what I teach in team 2030. If you have to climb a mountain with 1000 steps or 100,000 steps, the first thing you do is take the first step and then keep repeating it forever until you reach the top. So for that, we need to identify. I wanted to identify what is my top goal? Is it 1000 members? or 1.25 million. What is my goal? But trust me, this is what came into my mind. 1.25 is not my goal. And then I realized my goal is to become the biggest testimonial of Antonio. That's it. And all these numbers, becomes irrelevant in front of that. And then I said, okay, let me take the first step. So first, what can I do very easily? Get 250, easy step, get 250 members for this freshman level. They don't have to pay anything and I don't have to ask for money. I'm not selling anything. So now how do I get this 250 number? So I went back, we always walk in the path of our success or destiny or whatever. So that journey, when we look back, we actually find the solution. And then I said, okay, my college, my friends, all the circle. So I spoke to my college team and I told him, I want to help you. He's retiring this month. So I told him every year, every college gives their dean a memento while they retire. And I told him, I want to turn around that just because you are my teacher. I want to make you give a gift back to the college. He said, that's interesting. That's a very innovative, interesting. This is unique, new. I said, yes, that's why I'm here. I will make that happen. So I had a discussion with him. I told him, I have a mentor. Everybody needs a mentor. I have a mentor. And that mentor is giving away his courses. So I will give it to you so that you can give it to everybody in the college. So that college has 2000 students. And I also studied in the same college without knowing English. Now, same college cannot evolve where everybody knows English today, right? So they need help to understand Antonio. I told them, I will give you, I offer free help, free support to make sure that everybody understands what Antonio is conveying, what Antonio is teaching. I will do that in your college. So I, that gives me my brand. I will be able to build my brand by giving away, offering help. And also I'm teaching them how you can follow Antonio, take my help. And once they're able to understand what is there in freshmen, they cannot stop going further. I have Sharad. Today I enrolled him to 
freshman level and i told him and he's in the senior leadership level in um, one of the it company and we both are working on a lot of logical uh, planning and all that stuff and i told him you have to get into this meeting you know just come over and see i haven't briefed him anything i gave him the access today and he's here he's seeing it right and <clears throat> so my ultimate goal is to become one of the biggest testimonial of antonio which is living and second thing take step by step there is no way i am not worried about how much i am going to succeed how much i am going to fail it doesn't matter if it is irrelevant if the failures are irrelevant for antonio i am just behaving like antonio simple yeah it okay all right so i got a lot to say here now satish you how many people did you get access to i know you said it but you know say it again how many people did you get access to you were given a i don't want to say too much but you know i'll let you say yeah as of now 26 26 and that's how many yeah put in no no but how many people not given access to how many people oh, did they I give have, you yes oh, 500 500 gave him 500 names and said hey go you can yep my dean told me you can talk to them i have already told them that you will reach out to them you can talk to them and schedule webinar or zoom call or anything they are all yours they are all final year graduate students so next uh, in two months they will be in the market where employment or new hiring is completely stopped and these kids yes they will come out and they have no idea where to go for jobs and i want to help them yes it is going to get punched in the face for a little bit that is for sure that is for sure it is a support business. little bit is little bit is underestimated understated <laughs> yeah definitely definitely it is a support business and it needs businesses with customers because it is more on a retention model but if businesses don't have enough retention the first thing they're going to do is scale back on it things it's one of the first things first thing people are going to do is cut expenses first things so it is going to take a major hit here moving forward which means so will IT hire? Yep. There will be some hiring. It's going to be fiercely competitive. And it's going to be a bunch of young people that they can pay less and force older people into retirement. That is exactly what's going to happen because that's how you do business. Is it fair? No. But Satish costs too much. He's been here too long. He costs too much. Let me go get that person I can put on the minimum salary possible. That's how it works. That's how it works. Good job. Fantastic. Few lessons to be caught here. Find you a Grace as fast as possible. Find you a Reggie. Find you a Deanna. Build with them. Grace is employee number one. Grace Deanna is employee number two. Build with them. I think Reggie's like employee number. I don't know. Build with them. Okay.
And then go find you to teach to keep them fired up. Who used to think I should go to a college? Which one of y'all, Grace or Deanna, which one used to think I should go to a college and go get their whole college? Which one used to think like that? Yep. When last time you thought like that? I'll meet you, Mike. I still think like that. <laughs> okay. When last time you executed on it? Um. Yeah. I, I know. This, it ain't. It ain't sense. I nothing to do with your character. You. This. This is. This is a good lesson here. It has nothing to do with your character. You work at. It has everything to do with the fact that you're busy being busy. Don't forget the dream. Mm. Go ahead, Phil. I have uh, myself found, and I've helped other people find an executive assistant or an assistant by going to the local community college, the ones closest to where you are, and go to the uh, department they're they're teaching, you know, office management. They're teaching executive assistant. There's some place in every community college where they're teaching that that role, and you want to find a B student that needs the money. The A students think they know everything. So you want to find, you want to tell the professor this, who in your class gets B's and they need money and find that person to bring on board. That's actually a great philosophy too, because typically, and I get in trouble when I say this with teach, but I'm still going to say it because it's still facts. You know, C students around the world, okay, they do. A students do not. A students typically have very little accomplishments. Their accomplishments are being perfect and test. You can't build a business around that. Let me, let me, to Phil's point, when I hire, I do not care about someone's education and they always lead with it. And I don't care. Your education tells me nothing about you. You think it tells me that you can commit. No, it does not. It tells me you test well. That's all it tells me. And building a business ain't got nothing to do with no tests. Those answers on a Scantron, I have you take that test, they're fixed. There is nothing in the business world fixed. It's going to change today. This meeting would nearby be irrelevant today. Before today is over, something in today's business world would have changed to make something I've said irrelevant. It will need to be fixed tomorrow. That's the whole point of daily meetings. So when Phil says, we'll get a beast and needs the money, right? motivated, right? But that's, those are doers. So you miss maybe there's so much with doers they party or something they don't they don't study as much or whatever still a doer all you gotta do is just flip that energy to the right direction so i like that i never thought about that field but that's fantastic always look ladies and gentlemen when you start hiring please don't care nothing about the fact that antonio has a master's my master's does nothing for me but writes books that's all it does it does nothing else it just writes books but what I've accomplished in business since 1996, or the mere fact that I got up a trash can, that has a lot to do with my personality and my drive. Got a question. A lot. Go ahead, sir. 
I think it's going to fill in the gaps because I guarantee so much probably thinking about thinking about this right now. Already. So we it. get it. We get it. But how do we pitch and help people from corporations that go off for standard thinking get that? Because they – what? Yeah, keep going. My bad. Keep going. Because I think that's the biggest thing. Like, because as entrepreneurs, we get it, innovation, creativity, and much more. But corporations is more just this is the philosophy. This is the standard. And it's hard to break them out of that. So let's say you have someone who thinks like us. They'd be like, no, I don't think he's up to or, or she's up to it because of their way of thinking. Yep. I got you good. Number one, I mean, this is a detailed answer, so you might want to take notes. Of, well, you're probably driving. You're always driving. You just, you can't, loves Huntsville and can't stand to be there. You just be driving. Well, I'm actually going to the money. Contract for this one, for had to write this contract. <laughs> oh, okay. If it waited for you writing your money down, you'd be driving. I understand. Chris always driving to the money, y'all. Always. Always driving to the money. Very detailed answer in a bunch of different parts. Let's start in order. For one, don't change people. That's the most philosophical thing. I'm going to tell you everything else is going to be practical. Accept someone's responses as who they are. It just is what it is. Okay? Now, after that, let's get practical. Interviewing is the most important thing you could possibly do, or hiring. We just call it hiring. You need to ask tough questions. Tough questions. And you need to know the answer to these tough questions. Am I making sense? Someone? Answers? Deanna, remind me to bring up 30 days. Um, remind, me, remind me to bring up the one funnel away, okay? One funnel away challenge. Just remind me to bring it up. All right, who that unmuted they might? It was, it was me. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Could you repeat what you just said before you tough, Yeah, I got you. I got you. Tough interview questions. You need to ask tough interview questions, and you need to know what those answers are. This is just a Google search away. Now, Chris, I'm going to bless you. I asked a series of 15 tough interview questions. My interviews are tough. First off, which I, inside of this, ladies and gentlemen, you need to not hire people just because you need to hire people. I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to come back to the corporate world, Chris, and I'm going to tell you how I do that with college students, but in the meantime, let me give you some foundation. Tough questions. One of the first questions I ask is, I'm supposed to get the nicest out the way. How do you know? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, Chris, what's your weaknesses? That's the first thing I ask. One of the first things I ask. What's your greatest weakness? What's your greatest weakness? Now, here are bad answers. I'm late all the time. I've been fired. I find it hard to work with opinionated people. All those are bad answers. You understand? Anything like that. Anything like that is a bad answer. It just is. It, it, it just is. So what would be a good answer? Well, you know what, Mr. Smith, my analytical skills are strong extremely strong, but I find out in my analytical skills, I spend too much time analyzing and not enough time executing and something I've been working on. See the difference? Basically what I want to see 
inside of this question is an, a high sense of self-awareness. Why would you hire someone, Chris, that's not self-aware? Look at the whole point of your question. We know it. We innovators. We entrepreneurs. But the corporate world people, right? Is that what you said, Chris? The corporate world people, they can't. They don't have self-awareness. Why would you hire someone with no self-awareness? I didn't think of it like that until now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that yeah. actually makes a lot more sense because they're so I'm trying to see the right way to say this. It's like instead of being their self, they rather follow just the textbook or whatever they're told to do. They're, they're more of following direction than actually knowing who they are. Right, which is nothing wrong with that. You just need those kind of people on your 90th level of your company. You don't need them too close to you. You understand what I'm saying? They don't need yes. to be on levels two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. They need to be way down there as, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the job description. They need to be way down there. They just come to work, do their job. Right? You know what I'm saying? They just come to work, develop the film, whatever, right? Switch the audio, just do what I say. <laughs> That's on that level. But on your levels closer to you is the more you need innovation and self-awareness and even disagreements. You need all that. The closer you get to you, the more geniuses you need to have. Which leads me to your corporate world when you were talking about it. I poach the smartest people always. Do not confuse smart with what I said about A students. I mean, two different things. Two different things. When I need to go get A students, it is in a very technical field. Do you understand? It has to be technical. If I want software develop, I went for the A students. I do not care, Chris, if they are super duper executors. I need you to execute in the A that you have because I need the best software. If I want sales, I don't need the smartest person in sales. I don't need, I don't know, I don't need intelligence in sales. I need someone that can handle themselves that can take rejection and that have high levels of empathy for great listeners. There's a difference here. What I'm saying concisely is the more technical that job is, the smarter book smarts that person should have. You get what I'm saying so far? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you talk about sales because in we majority of people uh, feel like, you know, are afraid of sales because of rejection. So, I guess to put it like the thinker that's always systematic and kind of falling, they were like, okay, I don't want to do this up because it's not a position this time yet and thing like that. But what I found in my own personal opinion is the person who's good at sales is great at adopting on the, on the fly. Like listen to the conversation, key things and adopting, which is kind of like innovation versus someone who's like, likes a system that they get hit with a certain rejection, they like pause. Does that sound about right? That sounds fantastic, man. That sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic. You want you want to be able, for instance, Elon Musk poaches, for lack of a better phrase, the biggest and brightest of Stanford. That's that's why his private company competes with governments, and as far as SpaceX goes, and even Tesla, you need that technical positions. You also need doers. 
the most important thing that y'all can do, I say this all the time, I, I guess I'll say it again. It is easier to educate a doer than it is to activate a thinker. Very easy for me to educate a doer. To activate a thinker, it's near impossible. Very few people can do both at the same time. Very few people are strategic doers. Grace doer. That's it. She's not Grace, are you trying to be strategic? Me? Yeah. Not at all. Do you, do you am, am am I embarrassing you by saying this? No. No, you just. I just told you. I just told you. I just talked to Deanna about this other day. I just, I just be reminded. Her, hey, you know I'm a doer. Just tell me what to do. So I just okay. the work. <laughs> That's it. Grace is the best doer in the company. Do you understand? Yes, or Reggie is. Reggie's a thinker that does. But if I, but you gotta be careful because Reggie will think, 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 <laughs> and not do because of perfection. Do you understand? But he's a thinker and a doer, so Reggie fits in well. Go ahead, Phil. Most outstanding salespeople, approximately 2% of the pact, are relatively unstable individuals. But since they're worth 10 average salesmen and five good ones, it behooves you to understand them and just accordingly. Number one, tremendous energy drive. They'll work weeks on end. you got to force them to take time so that their body catches up to their drive. They're always selling. If they're not selling you, they're selling the guy at the post office or the waitress in the waiter room. They're terrible with paperwork. They're terrible at investing. Instead of buying 401ks and real estate, they'll buy cars, clothes, and swimming pools. If they convince you that let me try this, and this is something that they do it, everybody go, how in the heck did he do that? They will kill to get that done. And they're always looking for a home. So if you can provide them with an environment you can keep those crazy people. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's good. That is very good. That, that, is, that is extremely good. You taught me a few things on that one. That is extremely good. And from my experience, I completely agree with that. Justice said, I'm taking that quote, Antonio. It's all yours, man. It is all yours. It is easier to educate a doer than it is to activate a thinker. Boy, I tell you, Reggie said big facts. Reggie is a thinker-doer. So I, if you let him, he'll, 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 Reggie will think himself into perfection <laughs> if you let him. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, and that reminds me of my homeboy because he has some great ideas, but when it comes to execution, I'm like, okay, come on. But he, sometimes I have to push him. But what I was about to get to is uh, energy. Uh, let's keep thinking because uh, when I think about when it comes to sales, so it always seems like the best sales have a tremendous amount of energy because it's like, did this right now, it's going to be fantastic and all that. You know, energy can feel like ET and all that much more. But you don't really naturally buy somebody like saying like, I think this is a great TV. And it really does, when I, more I think of it comes down to energy, going back to what Phil was saying, like, you know, just impulsive energy, you know, just bouncing all the work because that does kind of go kitty key when it comes to sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And you, you got to be, some of them people think just because you got high energy, you're going to get the sales anyway, and they get on the phone with you. Hey, Chris, how's it going, man? Right, all, all that stuff, you know, it, that works. That that works. I typically go 
against the grain there, I find empathetic salespeople. My whole sales team is empathetic. Reggie has high levels of empathy. Grace and Deanna has, Deanna has the most. I find high levels of empathetic people and then make them salespeople. Here's a cool thing. Reggie's a thinker-doer, but I don't have to push Reggie. I never have to push Reggie. Reggie, wake up, pushed. What I have to do is say, Reggie, just, just don't worry about it, bro. Just give yourself permission to suck at it. Because his version of suck is a little bit under perfection, but he thinks it's the garbage. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Because he's so much of a thinker and he's so much of a, not a perfectionist, but he's just so creative. He's so creative. He's like a poet. He's like a poet, always poeting things. So creative. But I don't have to push Reggie because Reggie's a doer. I don't have to push Reggie at all. Reggie's Tony, just you know, a doer. Mm -hmm. What you've surrounded yourself with is people who want to help other people. That's when you right. think about it, that's where the good of anything. A good policeman, he became a cop because he wanted to help other people. A good nurse, she became a nurse because she wanted to help other people. A good teacher became a teacher because they wanted to help other people. So that's the common denominator that you've been putting together. A good salesman was a salesman because he wants to help other people. So that's the common denominator runs through most successful, all, pretty much all successful people when you look at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Facts. Very well spoken. Deanna's a thinker-doer. She's a thinker first. She actually, she's got some of the best ideas in the organization. And she's a doer. I don't have to necessarily push Deanna. I have to, what do I have to do for Deanna? Just have to keep her consistent. Just do it yeah. again tomorrow. Yeah. 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 She gets focused. burnt out. I do. Yeah. You get burnt out. It's all that, all that thinking. All that thinking burns them out. You know, all, the, all that head space that burns them out. But they're I, the people that want to change work. Go ahead. I've actually started realizing what help what what would help me not get burnt out so fast so i'll recommend this to everybody please do is that me cussing you out uh, um no not me cussing you out okay uh, keep going <laughs> no it's doing a brain dump when you have so much in your head you get the consistency becomes lacking because you get so quote-unquote tired and what we don't realize is mental exhaustion manifest in physical exhaustion so if you do a brain dump you um to do a brain dump you literally take everything that's in your head and just write it out on the paper you don't try to organize it you don't try to get it situated in any particular type of way you just literally do a brain dump you literally take everything in your head and just write it out on paper and then once you have it all out, that way you, you're not worried about forgetting anything. You're not worried about, um, you, you don't have all that jumbled in your head. So you no longer have to worry about the mental exhaustion. Now that you have everything written out, you have it over here. And now you can, after you do the brain dump, you go and you organize it. So that, that has helped me a lot, just dumping it all out so I don't get exhausted or in in my consistency gets better and better as as the as time goes by 
That's one hundred percent facts. That's one hundred percent fact. That's what made Reggie get traction in his book. I give you the sign. You actually answered Law's question. He was asking, "How do you dump?" You actually answered this question in the middle of it. I'll give you Kiera's a great point. I'll give you the science behind that. It's two different. When you try to use both parts of your brain like that at the same time, then you're forcing cognitive dissonance upon yourself. The side effect of cognitive dissonance is frustration. It just means that you have one neuron holding two competing ideas. When you try to hold organizing and creating at the same time, these are two competing ideas. And then therefore frustration kicks up and you go, you know what? I'm tired. I'm, I'm just done with this. I'll, I'll write this book later. You just don't want to do that. Like that's just the, that's my cognitive behavioral therapy coming out, but that's just what that is. That's just, that's just what that is. You just don't, don't force yourself to do that. I got some great points. Remind me, Deanna, remind me right after this call to wish somebody a happy birthday. If I don't, they're going to get real sensitive. Awesome. And one funnel away challenge. All right, good. Now, don't forget the happy birthday party. They're going to get like real sensitive about that one. Let's see. Grace and Deanna, I want y'all to work on Brad's leads, and I want you to enroll all of them into the freshman level or whatever level it is, and then pass those leads over to Phil and Susan, okay? You put them in the system since you have access to the system, and then those are going to be their success team. And just and then after that, he's got it from there. Okay, since I got the leads, handle that, get them in there because once they're leads, this you know mention the Rakay's opportunity if they if they either say a maybe or don't don't give him no no's. Don't want to waste his time. They maybe yes, kind of sort of. He can handle it from there. Okay. And then send him name and number, the email, whatever information we have. You got it? So let's try it. We got like, okay, good. Got like 167. Once you handle that, then be on his success team. And after that, it's not your business no more. Okay? It's not your business. We just get him in the system. But after that, it's not your business. It's his success team. He can run it how he wants. You got it? We're just going to put him in the system so they can be. That's a good point, Law, about being the free because if you express interest, you're automatically on a success team. But at that moment, that's when you cross over to his business and let him have his business. You got it? Cool. Outstanding. All right. That's there. Remind me, Dion, I'm going to release. Okay. It's a bunch. I got one on. I got here to take the coronavirus seriously and don't trust Galveston County, but I'm going to go ahead and delete that. Reggie called me yesterday. Grace called me yesterday. Y'all good on that. So I'll just delete that. Y'all know it's crazy out there. My my state is crazy. It's in 30 days, you'll be hearing about and judging what we're doing in our state. Just, just know it ain't these people on this call. Yeah. Reggie, by the way, your mask, did you tell him he got his mask? So I was going to give it to him today. Okay. Well, you got a mask. Tell him what color it is. <laughs> it's his favorite color. Sumu. <laughs> Sumu gang. Yes, sir. It's your favorite color. <laughs> I was afraid that you was going to give me the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I started to, but I ain't want to be ugly. I ain't want to be ugly. I ain't want to be ugly. Reggie comes from 
the 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 neighborhood that wore red that he likes the color red so i always mess with him about that <laughs> mess with him about that since we're in tech age is there a vast difference between writing and putting it in a memo on your phone yes there is there is let me take the word vast out and then just say there's a difference okay i feel very confident there's a difference i put plenty of things in my memo I cannot, as millennial as I am, Law, and you, we cannot deny there is something about picking up a pencil or a pen and writing it. There's something about that motion. I don't know what it is. Maybe something about it creates more of a wrinkle in our brain than just typing. And that's the truth. There's enough scientific evidence to suggest that when you put pen to paper, it sticks in your brain more. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's more labor intensive, but that is a fact. Michelle G says yes. And go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I, I think part of it is it's dopamine production because with the Parkinson's, I really have to concentrate when I write. And it's actually made me a better writer because I, it forces me to really concentrate. Now I print, I don't write anymore, I print. And I can print really small and still read it, where before you couldn't read my writing at all. So I think there's a, there's a correlation there that has to do with when you put your pen to your paper, there's a production of dopamine that you get, which, which you know, gives you that connection. There you go. There's something I say all the time when, when I walk into Christian circles. So if, if y'all know anything about me, I typically walk into about six different circles of religion plus, plus atheism which is the religion at this point. No offense if you're atheist, it's just you believe in it so much that you kind of made it a religion. And so I walk into seven different religious circles. One of these in, in Christianity, I have a good way of saying something to, to Phil's point. I say, you don't have to kill Moses so Joshua can lead. And if you, and if you know anything about that, that story, Moses dies and then Joshua takes over. And that's just, right, it happens. That's, that's just, in, in fact, the book of Joshua starts off with, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now Joshua, get up. Ain't that right, Grace? And cross the Jordan. Be strong, be courageous. And he says that over and over and over again. Reason I'm saying that is because we think in our brains we got to kill tradition to do something new. Moses was the law, the tradition. Joshua was the new leader. You do not have to, I am a millennial. We are killers of tradition, but I don't subscribe into killing tradition so I could do something new. That's why law had no choice but to tell you there is something about putting pen to paper and, and Phil just proved it with his Parkinson's. You don't have to kill tradition in order to do something new. Tradition has its place traditionalism is bad tradition is good i'll define them both for you real quick let me just read this private chat i still write okay no doubt no doubt <laughs> reggie just said i still write raps versus creating verses off the dome go ahead whoever that, oh michelle go ahead michelle antonio i was just gonna say even you know with um dealing with the lupus and the memory loss dealing uh with that with me writing, 
I can remember things a lot better that way as well um, than yeah, just if I just type it or something like that. But and I just prefer writing things out than typing them anyway. So it's just no doubt. It is something about it. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Reggie making fun of me on my private messenger. He write raps and poems versus me creating them off my dome. That's it. If y'all see me write, I never pick up anything. I, anyway, you, you just have to see it. You have to see the process. But now you're absolutely right, Michelle. You're absolutely right. But of course, my older folk, y'all get this. I'm kind of stressing this point for my younger folk that, you know, don't, don't kill tradition. Let me explain tradition versus traditionalism. I, I think this is a, a very good point here. Justin, here's another quote you can steal. Traditionalism is the, oh, let me start with tradition. Tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. Tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. And that's facts. That's that's true. There's nothing wrong with tradition. And there are great things that our ancestors, whoever you know your ancestors may be, they have living faith that keeps you well, alive, respectable, like saying good morning and all that stuff like that, right? Saying yes, sir, no, ma'am, and having manners. You understand? All that stuff keeps you alive. Traditionalism is, well, this is how we always done it, Phil. See the difference? Phil has an idea. No, Phil, that's not how we do it here. That's traditionalism. Famous last words for a dying organization. That's not how we do it here. No, Phil, that's not how we do it here. That's not how we do it. That's my living faith killing this organization. Hey, can you... Um... Well, I've been moving. I'm trying to type because I just caught that up. I got you. Tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. So I actually misspoke. So when I shut Phil down and say, hey, how we do it, Phil? That's my dead faith that's killing this organization while I'm alive. Gotcha. I was moving around. I was yeah. like, dang, it, I need to get through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, seriously. You see that a lot in in circles of sacred of sacred origins. I mean, that could be any anything religious. You see it in universities, colleges, anything of sacred origins, you will see dead faith from living people. You will. You will. Because because they're protecting how they remember it, and they're not respecting change. Wait, doesn't the same apply to corporations too? To Absolutely. 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 The way you combat that is you make sure you grow every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we don't do it that way. Yep. Anytime you hear something like that, run, 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 run. A few more things. Let's see. Deanna, I pay for this this thing. I, I pay for this app yearly that lets me books in a short version. 
as many as I want. It's called Blinkist. I need you to make sure that I use this dang old thing. So make sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Blinkist. I'm paying. Yes, yes. I'll show it to everybody. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really like good. Thing, like, is it kind of like Audible, but it's, you know. It, yes, uh, yes. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. It's good, and I'm a loser, okay? Let me just, I'm being a loser. It's that simple. There's no other way to express the fact that I'm just being a loser. There's no other way. I'll show it to you. No, I don't want to register. I want to log in, darn it. I'm going to show it to you. I'm just being a loser. Don't be a loser like me. I've got these resources, and anyway, I'll show it to you real quick. So here's Blinkist. I just logged into my account for the first time in a year. And I can read any of these books in 18 minutes, 18 minutes, you know, like all these books. This is my current library. All these I can read. Who Moved My Cheese, 10 Minutes. They, they give you the main points. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You read all the books are in here. All the books are in here. Deanna, I need you to hold me accountable. I need to read three books a day. Those, besides the books that I already read, I just need to. I need to get my dog on money's worth. So I got a yearly subscription. You know what? You know what reminded me of this, Grace? They charged my card. It, it, okay, they sent me a reminder. Hey, we need to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind sharing your access? Sure will. No problem. Sure will. Thank you. <laughs> Maurice said, I'm killing them, man. I, I get it. Look, I'm tripping. They, they, when they debited my card, though, for that yearly subscription, it, it was just $60 or something like that. It wasn't much. But in my brain, that's $60 I wouldn't use. It. Now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. You know, I'm going to get my $60 worth. I need to go ahead and do that there. All right. Signed up with, oh, yes. I want to make it. To where the $59, I want to increase the $59.99 membership, okay? I want to increase that. I want, to, or maybe, I might need to bring it up in the next meeting. So this is what I want to do. I want to do the one business, me and Deanna's been working on a one business away challenge. This is, what, this is what's going to happen here in the near future, y'all. We're going to take people on a 30-day process. At first, this costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It's a 30-day process to where we're gonna walk you one day, day one, all the way to day 30, and build your business in the most incredible way possible. If you're familiar with the One Funnel Away Challenge by Russell Brunson, it kind of looks like that, okay? But for business, day one, here's the things, you know, marketing, sales, business, everything. And by 30 days, the goal is my my idea, my assumption is you're one business away from being a millionaire, okay? One business away from being a millionaire. And we're going to take you through massive multiple trainings. It's, it's a bunch of them all in 30 days. It's fantastic. Just giving, giving it to you step-by-step step over 30 days, harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. Like Maurice said, sick. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Instead of charging thousands of dollars for that, Dana, I want to add that to the fifty nine ninety nine course. Write that down. Don't let me forget, because I might get greedy. Write that down. Well, you know, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. I might get greedy. I might, I might think about that money and be like, well, wait a minute. You know? 
I think if I add that to six nine nine nine, that would be fantastic. I think if I make that approachable and affordable, that'll be fantastic. Go ahead, Michelle. So when you said that, it, it uh, reminded me of something that I said I was going to tell you. Um, so I got a message on Facebook for uh, mm-hmm. Pardon. And he has, he's doing this thing to where, but his is a 14-day trial. Mm-hmm. after three, And then after that, it's like 90-something dollars a month. After mm-hmm. 99. <laughs> Okay, but then and then he's giving away a video reading of ten times. So mm-hmm. I said because mm-hmm. I got that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you get it? Did you enroll into it? I did. I did. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Grand Cardone is good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad. At, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at him. It's fantastic. <laughs> The ten times he um it was like a dollar. Well, we, we typically call it ten x. We call it ten x. Yeah, ten x. Mm-hmm. The ten x is the uh, it was like a dollar for the video of him actually reading the book. Yep. So I'm glad you said that. So Diana, every time someone signs up, I want to give away eight all eight of my books. I have eleven, but eight I didn't co-author. Now, I need to know where to put these at, Maurice. What's co-author, um, Antonio? Can you clarify that a little I, bit, please? I'm a, actually, what I'm going to do is, man, I'm going to just give away the digital copy so it won't cost me anything. I'm going to give away the digital copy so it won't cost me anything. That way, I don't have to raise my price. So it's not, not e-books. They're just digital copies of long books. Okay, digital copy of long books. Where should I put that at, Maurice? Should I put that? Where, where you think I should put that at? Which level? Somebody help them out. Should Should I give away eight free books? Free level, nineteen ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine, fifty nine ninety nine. I would say fifty nine ninety nine between the forty nine and fifty nine ninety nine. Okay. Who else? I would say the 19 because that'll uh that'll entice them to go ahead and bump it up. Well, that's actually a pretty good thinking there. That's a pretty good thinking. I ain't got no problem with that. In fact, that feels so good. I'm gonna just go ahead and keep it there. Well, I don't need no more. I'm gonna just go ahead and keep it there. That, that feels good. <laughs> so I ain't mad at that right there. Of course, that means you automatically get it if you get it for fifty nine ninety nine. Yes, yes, Grace. Okay. So. Because of what you just, uh, what Michelle, you just said, the real estate, what we talked about yesterday, are you keeping it? The real estate, real estate stays at 59, I mean, at, at the 1999. Okay. Yeah, real estate. The real estate stays. You want to learn real estate, you know, you upgrade the 1999, especially the way we're doing it. And there's so much more coming. There's so much more coming. I'm not even sure if I ever showed y'all how much more is coming, but there's so much more. Let me see. Uh, APS. There's so much more coming. But anywho, all right. And last thing, Deanna. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we're running around here. We got some air conditioning issues that we're dealing with, so I might have missed some stuff. But mm-hmm. I would say whatever you're doing, 
and this could be completely off base because I didn't hear the full conversation. No, Have the person commit to giving a report of what they got out of what they read. That's the quid pro yeah. quo. You're, that's a quid pro quo you're giving them. Hey, we got this great deal and everything else. The one thing I ask of you, now whether they do it or not, that'll tell you something about them. You don't that's have to right. but you just challenge them that you want to you report on what they got out of what they read. That's good. That, that's real good. And we can do that in a couple of ways. We can call them, but we can also make it, we can upload them to Thinkific right now. So we get the new platform and then we can make discussion threads and have it right there. Sure can. Sure can. That was fantastic, Bill. That's fantastic. Very, very fantastic. All right. That's real estate. Stay at And either the eight books go to $19.99 or $59.99. I'll keep thinking, Deanna. Last thing for today, I want to release season eight. Uh, oh, no, no. Second to last thing. Grace and Reggie, you asked me this weekend about how much space for video editing. Real simple. I thought about this after, like two days after y'all talked to me. Grace, you can use iMovie on your phone and edit okay. those videos. And okay. then, Reggie, you can find the equivalent to iMovie on your phone and edit those videos. You can do it right there, honestly. Like, you can do it real deal until we get a new Mac. You can do it right there, and it solves that problem. And you have enough space on your phone, or at least it's easier. And actually, you got 128 gigs, don't you, Grace? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, you on, use on 128 Mac, uh -huh. gigs, and you tripping. You ain't. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about on your phone. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I did 128 yeah. gigs. Yeah, yeah, your phone is as big as your Mac, and it starts far as storage. All right, last thing, Deanna. The, I want to release, I want to do something weird, and I just want to, I want to do, I have this, I have this scholar series that I did. It's called What If, I'm going to change the name of it, though. But I want to release it as a full season eight of my podcast, and I want to release it like Netflix, just all at once. And it's different though because it's it's it is a it's a religious argument, which typically is not on that podcast. But it's not religious; it's me doing my okay. Y'all asked me to come into this church thing. Let me tell y'all, you know, let's let's look at what you're thinking, and let's. You know, it's it's it is a very complex twenty three lectures of what is your gospel? Now Dave's gonna like this, but what what really is your gospel, Dave? If we took out all the books of your New Testament, okay, and I got to say that because everyone doesn't have a New Testament, your New Testament, and it's only Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then what next? would be yeah you heard you heard part of it before Deanna. what next would be the the gospel then so what really is it and i break it down completely it is extremely thought-provoking and i use nothing but facts and the reason i want to do this i'm gonna tell you it's going to be released as a full season eight all at once because i want to do an introduction that says listen if, if you if you don't want to listen to this just go to season nine okay just, just go to season nine but here's the reason I want to do it. And Reggie told me privately, Grace, that Android has 200 gigs, your little stupid iPhone. The reason I want to do this is because I'm more Jordan Peterson than anything. 
And I'm not sure if y'all know who Jordan Peterson is. Than anything. And I just like having these intellectual debates and conversations. And I'm not really known for that. And it's so natural for me that, you know, I just want to be more of myself. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I want to do there. And I think that would be pretty cool. So remind me to do that you know, sometime this week, upload the whole season as one season. But I'll need a, I would need a, I would need like a 30 second blurb from you to record. Or maybe, yeah, probably from you and from me. Other than that, there you go. Cool. Antonio, the title is What yes. is Your Gospel? It, it was called What If. I need to work on the title. I need to work on the type, title. It was called What If. Like, so what if your Bible only had Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Then what would you say your gospel is? So what is whole, your gospel? Yeah, I guess so. What okay. if? What is? But it's more okay. of what if it only consisted of those four books. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah, no problem. So yeah, I want to do that, and it's actually it's actually pretty cool because it's a it's a lot of stuff in there from Islam, all, all sorts of stuff up in there. So it's good stuff. There's 23 different lectures, and I did it years ago. It's fantastic, and I've never released it. And I was listening to it the other day, and it's actually fantastic. So I want to release that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying over just a little bit for us. Hopefully, you. Oh, oh hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I, I did. I did say have happy birthday already. I did it the fourth time you told me. Okay, is that what you've been telling me? Oh, it's not. It's not on this. I had to do it in the text message. I had to do it in the text message. Yeah, I had to do it in the text message. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. I hope you caught a lot of stuff. At least some of you got some quotes for your speeches and things after that. More is caught than taught. This is how we build this business. This is how we go. Don't forget two hundred and fifty. It's best if all of you can go get you a 250 sales cushion. I would tell you that. If you can get 250 sales ahead of this economic disruption, you'll be okay. That's every business in here. If you can get 250 sales ahead of this economic disruption, you will be blessed, especially if those are monthly subscriptions. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. Love you more, Phil. And we'll see you all on the internet, is what my old Annie would say, with an F at the end. All right, everybody, have a good day. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect, you're already absolutely great, and you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have, it's not what you do, it's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%, and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all want to learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires. Right now. 
So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, 
your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, 
I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy? You are taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles? Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks, and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged uh, social network with all the features people love. The privacy is a pr our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free. And you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, it's social media the way it was meant to be. So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user, but we know because we are not paying that we become the product. So that Facebook is gathering data on That's us, right. and I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company, it's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions? No, no, it's very important. MeWe is free forever. But now we know that the freemium model works, and MeWe, is, we're doing great with revenue. We have 2,800 free emojis, but we've got great custom emojis, custom stickers. So live people voice, pay live you video for those. A pay option. Right, and, and live voice, live video, secret encrypted chat. Uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. you got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. So. Yeah, we're growing organically with no ads, and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe, and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day. So, Mark, we have some stats about your company. As you're speaking, five and a half million users right now, which is impressive. But how are you going to keep growing that? Because one telephone is not so fun. Two telephones work. Basically, you need more people to sign up. Well, people are signing up, Deirdre, every day, 
And here's the beautiful thing about MeWe. So we also have some major, major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide. But even without them, we grew 405% last year. We're targeting, you know, we actually target we'll have over 30 million members by the end of this year, over 150 million by the end of next year. We're growing twice as fast already this year. And people also move in groups. This is really, we have never seen something like this. So constituencies move to people. So many people are censored or blocked or violated on Facebook, and they all move to MeWe. So it, the growth is fantastic. Quick question, Mark. You say Facebook, as an aside, should not be broken up. Why is that? Listen, we compete with Facebook great. Snap competes with Facebook. Twitter competes with Facebook. Breaking up Facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data. By the way, also transacting data from non-members. They track all of us. Remember, the Cambridge Analytica CEO said they had data on 230 million adult, really every adult in America. Now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. The rules right. of Facebook mean nothing. Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, Deirdre. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now... Is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, 
ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.